You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 305. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the bookkeeping software I love using. I've used this since 2012, and now we've even moved on to the new version of FreshBooks so that we can have all of our companies all in one place. So we have Jess Lively Creative, the major company. We have the foundation, the Lively Community Foundation, and we have the new Airbnb company as well, all within the same login. So our bookkeepers and our staff can be able to navigate very easily between all of the businesses. It's so great because, like I said, your bookkeeper and accountant can have access, your different team members can, and if you're like me now and have multiple companies, you can even have them all done simply through the same interface. It's so simple and wonderful and easy to use. It's like I'm using a social media app every time I log into my bookkeeping. So if you're creative and you have, like I said, one or several companies, please check out FreshBooks and see if you enjoy it as much as I do. You can get a free 30-day trial by going over to freshbooks.com slash lively and then enter the code Jess Lively or Lively Show if you prefer in the how did you hear about us section so they know you found it through the show. Now let's move on. Where am I? I'm in Detroit at the WeWork here in Detroit. I am excited because I have a little new office starting my own space in March, but right now I'm in a workshop little conference room. So if the audio is not quite the best, bear with me. We still have a very echoey home that I don't have any place better to do audio for the time being. So I'm hoping that once March hits, I'll have a quieter office and a little less echoey of a space. But this is a super exciting milestone. Can I tell you, I am so excited for today's episode. Yesterday, February 6, 2019, is the fifth anniversary of the very first podcast I ever did. So this is the five-year anniversary of the podcast, The Lively Show. Thank you so much. We have over 11 million downloads on the audio show to date. And what is super exciting is this episode also lines up as the premiere of The Lively TV Show. So we have filmed with 140 people as guests that came to Pittsburgh on a snowy blizzardy day or the day after after was the blizzardy day, but the weekend was a snowstorm in Pittsburgh, but everybody showed up from around the world. We had people from Norway and all over Europe and the US of course as well. And it was so cool to be able to meet and work with everyone live. It was truly one of the most amazing experiences, easeful, flowing, natural. And like, that's how I felt about it. And this was on the 10th anniversary. The recording of the show was the 10th anniversary to the day, January 19th, 2009 to January 19th, 2019 was when we recorded that first date, 2009. I wrote my first blog post in hopes to one day get a show. What I didn't realize was that my soul or inner being had a different plan for me than the one I envisioned. I thought I needed to have the path like Oprah and Martha Stewart, where I got distribution and access to creating something like this of this caliber through other people's nomination and distribution. I thought I needed to write a blog in order to get a book deal and then the book deal in order to get a TV show. 
What ended up transpiring through flowing and through as much intuition and inner voice work as I had at each moment throughout the last decade, literally, of my life, what ended up happening was I sat in my tiny studio apartment in Chicago and wrote my blog posts one day at a time, spent half my days working on that once I started and realized that people were listening and reading on that platform. So I spent half my time doing that for free, just trying to help people because that's what I really wanted to do while I was a jewelry designer to pay the bills. Over that time, those first readers through the first five years became the first podcast listeners. So five years ago when I launched The Lively Show, my somewhat established blog following were the first people to take a taste of The Lively Show in audio format. And it was awesome because the podcast was a much more accurate depiction of what was the kind of point of view and the perspective I wanted to have for The Lively Show, the TV show that I wanted to have. Didn't know I would call it The Lively Show at the time, but the podcast name stuck and is totally still an appropriate title if not now, even more than ever, I have a feeling that we're going to be evolving what the concept of lively means, not just as a personality trait for me, but as what it means to consciousness and realization as a whole. But let me get to that in a second. So going back, so the idea of the lively show, getting this out there was a more accurate representation of what I wanted to do in video form, but spent the next five years using this microphone or others in different places all over the world, in different closets, Airbnbs, bedrooms, and WeWork offices all over the place, trying to share with you guys whatever I could to give you the best value possible. And as my consciousness and point of view evolved in terms of what it means to live a beautiful, fulfilling, satisfying life, in the most easeful way possible, that perspective has evolved dramatically. If you've stuck around for the last 300 episodes or you've gone back to the old ones versus the new ones, we have gone very far. And hopefully this is still resonating. If you're listening, I'm guessing it still is. But what I've realized is this show, especially now as we're getting into the video program, is about you recognizing the highest aspect and perspective and perception of reality that you have access to in yourself for every issue and opportunity in your own life. And that's the main crux and foundation of what this video program is to become, or at least to start at this point in time. In the older episodes, like I said, you'll see many, many different points of view. You'll hear many different thought leaders from all over the world. And though these minds are wonderful and I've loved having them and their points of view on the show, what I've realized is the inner voices of every single one of you are infinitely wiser than any other mind, no matter how brilliant or intelligent it might be on this planet. And especially when it comes to accessing how you can live your life more fully and more simplistically and more holistically and all of those sorts of things, the inner voice in you is the answer for all of the questions. It's just about accessing it in a deeper way than you may have before. So that's the major, major, major foundation of where we're beginning at least, at least for where we're beginning with this TV show. So you can go over to YouTube if you wanna watch the video version. Just go over to YouTube and search The Lively Show and you'll find it there. We've split it into a few parts there in video format so that you can see things in a little bit more of a chunked up style that videos tend to be on there. But you've got the full length audio here because we also know so many people have their routines set with their kids, their children, their work-life balance, their commutes. So many people are listening in audio. So we're gonna share it here in that way and in video online. So check it out in either format that feels right for you. 
And I'm just excited also, like I said, to have the audience participation. To me, the third guest that is in every single segment is the audience engaging with the content and amplifying the energy of the show. So that is a huge, huge bonus and blessing. And I'm excited to say, if you're curious before we even get to the show, which thank you for listening thus far, is going to be happening again. So we have another taping in April. We'll give details out on the email list and I'll share here on the show once we're ready to give that date out and you can be able to go sign up if you wanna join us there. It is truly amazing to see everybody connect with each other in person and have the amazing time that we've had. So our plan is to do it again in Pittsburgh in April and we'll give out the date in the sign up for that soon. But until then, let's go to the show. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Only, you're actually here now. Wonderful. I'm so excited to work with you guys. And we're going to start this one with the basics. Now, this is Inner Voice Basics. For those that have been listening to the podcast, especially season five, this will be a bit of a recap. But since this is the first audio show, I want to document it here because going forward with whatever unfolds, this may be a starting point for new people. So we're going to go through the basics. And we're going to show different people with different points of view and levels of experience with inner voice and show how they can do it. And as this is happening, what I'm excited for is you guys are going to be able to listen to the questions. And if one of them hits you in your situation, send it down. Ask what you hear. And at the end of each client or each person that's sitting in the hot seat, we're going to do two realizations. So we're going to run the mic in the audience and get two realizations. So if something hits you and sparks you, if something in your inner voice just clicks, or if something that their inner voice says resonates for you, we'd love to hear it. We'll take two quick realizations, and then we'll put in the new person in the hot seat. So let me quickly give you guys the rundown on the inner voice. I used to call it the intuition, which is great because no one can deny they have an intuition. There's many things around spirituality and religion that talk around these subjects and then people, because of their associations with those spiritual or religious beliefs, reject the whole thing. But I've never heard anyone say they don't have an intuition or an instinct. So I started many years ago realizing in a breakup that was very, very difficult for me in my mid-20s that that part of myself Actually, I found out through Eat, Pray, Love, funny enough, as I ended up having a very Eat, Pray, Love journey later in my life. It was during that book when she, Liz Gilbert says, if I write down questions, I get peaceful answers. So I was going through a breakup in my mid-20s, and I was like, well, I need some peaceful answers. So I wrote down the questions, and I got peaceful answers. And I kept doing it, and over time, it was only when I was like super freaked out. How many people only write to their inner voice when they're super freaked out, right? <laughs> but over time, you get to go, oh my gosh, I'm maybe not that freaked out, but I probably could get some answers. And then I started to do it more regularly, and it became a bigger, more stronger practice in my life. And it helped on more subjects than just the breakup. It became, which nail salon should I go to? Or which thing should I order on the menu? Now, you don't have to be obsessive like that, but you can play with it. And honestly, you'll find the results are amazing. And when you take those little things, and if you listen to that inner voice and you choose the option on the menu or you go to that nail salon or you choose not to, especially in the little things, and then you find out later, you're like, well, I didn't know that was going to happen or that tasted not like what I really wanted, you're going to start to trust it. So you can do it on the really big things, the level five freak out moments or just the day-to-day mundane things. And especially on the little things, practicing the following or not following it will give you great feedback to start to build trust to this inner voice. But in general, you're gonna see me work with people. I think that's the best way to show it. But what I'm gonna say is that for most people, 
Everybody's different, but for most people, their receptive mode, their listening mode, their ability to hear this, we call it a voice, it's not necessarily gonna sound like you know Morgan Freeman coming in your ear, Maya Angelou. It's gonna be more of a knowing, sensing voice. And it may not even be verbal, it might be visual, it might be a feeling, but you can even translate that visual, that verbal, that feeling into a word that we can communicate about or the sensation we can describe. But it's gonna to tend to be down here. Some people are gut, some people are heart. I don't care which one you are, just kinda of go with it. Just whatever one comes to your mind. It doesn't really matter. We just want to project your awareness. Your awareness, I kind of say on the show, it's like bobbleheading down. Think of yourself as a bobblehead, okay? We normally are locked in bobblehead mode where it's like the spring has never been used. It's just stuck up here. And so it's it, your awareness, if we think of your awareness, it doesn't, but let's just pretend it lives in your neck. So it's normally projecting upwards 24-7 your entire lifetime. Not always, but generally it's focusing up here on the thoughts that are circulating. But when you project down, I say bobblehead down, you might hear me say that phrase to the person. That's when I notice that they're getting mental, their awareness is getting projected up into the mind and into the thoughts, and that's not where the, the solution lies. The problem lies up there for sure, but the solution doesn't. So then I say bobblehead down. What I'm saying is project, bring your awareness down into your body. Now for the person that's gut feeler, I'm gonna ask them to go a little deeper. For the chest feeler, the heart feeler, it doesn't matter. It's just getting them up out of up here. Now, there are a very few exceptions, not like it's rare, but just some people do see or uh, hear it in their head, but it will be a distinctly different experience than the mind. So if you're one of those few that can get it up here, great, but for the average person, and you're gonna see me going down, getting into the body, getting into this part of themselves. And the biggest thing, if you're going, I don't know if I'm doing this right, Jess, ask, did I hear that from my inner voice or not? Just ask a follow-up question. People go, they, they ask the question, they hear something, or they think they do, they're not sure, and then they let it go. Has anyone ever done that? Yeah, I know, I get the emails about it. So, <laughs> when you're not sure, ask, did I hear this from this voice? Normally what people do is they stop when it's really an opportunity to ask 10 more questions. It's never gonna charge you a dime, and it's never gonna go on vacation, and it doesn't have office hours. It's truly there at any single moment of your life to answer things, and it's never gonna run out. Now, you may not need to get more, so it may give you what it gives you in that moment that you're able to receive, and that's what you're allowing at that moment, and that's okay, but it's not a like limited resource. Does that make sense? So if you're not sure, don't walk away from it confused. Ask more questions and see if you can either reframe the question, rephrase it, uh, or just keep going, did I hear that from this voice or not? And you might be able to get a yes or no to that and then keep going from there. So it's not an opportunity to walk away, it's an opportunity to just keep tapping down. And the more you practice it, in different states of emotion too, so if you're in a really freaked out state, that might be easier or harder to hear. And when you're in a calmer state, that might be easier or harder to hear. So just the more you practice, it's like muscle building, the stronger your connections can get. And then overall, of course, if you're starting this, I recommend writing. So writing these down and then listening and then write down the answers and then listen and write. That's gonna allow you to stay in the receptive mode and document and go back and look at the whole flow of the questioning and the inquiry, which is super helpful. But as you practice that, you can also do it like we're gonna do on the fly. And what's really cool is as you guys are meeting people, you guys could make inner voice groups. 
where you guys ask the questions for each other and allow the other person to stay in receptive mode. Because the flipping, if you're not writing the questions down and documenting it that way, it's a little trickier to stay in the in and out, up and down, like ask the question, inner voice, ask the question, inner voice, and remember what you've now experienced through the whole thing. But it'll get there as you get more practice at it. So to start, working with a partner, so that one person's staying in inner voice, the other person's staying in the, the mind kind of perspective, that's useful, and also to write it out. So now, let's start with our first person. We have Kayleen, can we have her come on the stage? Tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Kayleen, and I live in Austin, Texas. I um, have two kids, and yeah, I've been following your blog and podcast since 2009. Oh my god, 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I had a blog. Happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> We've like exchanged like interviews, I think in 2009, 2010, so it's kind of fun to like. Did you have the thing about we can do hard things? Yes. Yes, I remember that. She yeah. wrote that. Now I'd say personally, I don't think things need to be hard, but I agree. But like I think <laughs> that's where, where we were, were at both, the time. Yes, totally. Yes. Okay, so how can we help you today with your inner voice and how familiar are you with using it? I think I'm pretty familiar in the sense that I've always journaled, but not like dear diary, but sort of just let the words like fall out of me. That's kind of how it feels. When I write, I just like sit at my journal and just like let things come. So I feel very like connected and centered and grounded when I'm alone in my closet, sitting on the floor at a coffee shop. Anytime I'm like, or like right now, I feel pretty calm. My question and like the thing I'm working on is when things are not in that peaceful center place. I've got two little kids and I'm, we're just in a very operational mode of life right now where we're like doing nap times and bath times and craziness and tantrums and all the things. And so when stuff is like a little bit off the rails in those moments, I feel out of control and I'm probably like a lot more calm externally than how I feel, but I want to have access to that like centered place to my inner voice in those moments and it like just doesn't feel possible. Can anyone relate? Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So all you people out there that can relate, feel free to direct the questions in and let us know any realizations you may have at the end. Okay. All right. So are you a gut or heart feeler? Heart. Heart. Okay. So you're just going to take a deep breath. And I might ask you to exhale a lot. One of the things I find really helpful is like think of the mind when it gets really busy and the thoughts start flying around, the synapses are firing in your neural nets. What it's like, I think of as like little mosquitoes or midges in Scotland. So when I was in Scotland, they said if you walk over a mile an hour, the midges, which are like little mosquitoes, can't bite you because they can't fly that fast. So they would have you walk faster than the mosquitoes and then they, or the midges and they couldn't get in your way, and they wouldn't bother you. Fascinating, because they'll complain about it if you just know that yeah. simple technique. Now, the mind can get kind of like those midges and they start swirling around. What I find the best way to clear it is a deep exhale. It's like literally imagine the little bugs, like think of your thoughts like the little midges. You're blowing them faster than they can sit in their little orbits, their slow orbits, you're blowing it out. So you might notice, and actually, that might be a technique you can use. Yeah. Can, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> exhaling is a really powerful thing. So I'm going to ask you to project your awareness, bobbling down, okay. and you'll just get to stay in that mode until I ask you to come back into mind mode. Okay. But for now, we're just going to ask the inner voice some questions, okay? 
and you can just relax your shoulders. And this is the same stuff you guys can do at home too, is relaxing the shoulders, centering your feet on the ground might even be great too, just to kind of feel, yeah, yeah, getting in the zone, right? <laughs> it's like all the things your body doesn't want to do when the mind's in charge. Also, your mental tends to hold on the, to the breath. Another reason to exhale when the thoughts start flying. Do you think closing your eyes is helpful? Yes, or? I think especially for this right now, for you to go in yourself okay. instead of out in this, this is perfect. Okay. Okay, so let's start with this. Just tell me what you hear, see, sense, experience. And what I want you to do is be an honest reporter. You're not the voice. I just want you to tell me what you're hearing because if I can communicate as clearly and cleanly to the inner voice as possible, then I'll know I'm getting a direct thing. If your mind's getting in the way too much, then we're getting a muddled response. Yeah. Okay. Am I okay? Yes. How did that feel to feel that one? We'll check in with this. How did that feel to receive it? Like up here. Up here? <laughs> did it, what was the emotion as you felt that feeling? Am I okay? Yes. Okay. Am I safe? Yes. All right. So you're getting a sense of what that voice feels like. Yeah. All right, what do I need to know about bath time and the hectic times with the kids? Good job with the breathing. Instead of thinking, she just breathed. That is what it is right now. Will it be that way forever? No. Is it okay that that's the way it is right now? Yeah. Why is it okay? It's crazy, it's stressful, it's chaotic. It's not what my mind wants at all. It's the experience. What am I experiencing? Life. Is it okay to experience life in all of its glory, <laughs> yeah. even the tantrums? <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it okay if my mind wants to have a tantrum while the child is too? <laughs> yeah. Why is it okay for my mind to have the tantrum along with the child? Because we're learning together. What am I learning? Good job. The fluttering of the eyes, that's another sign that she's in theta, which is a brain state you don't need to know about, but she's receiving. Ask that again. Okay, what am I, I think I asked, what am I here to learn in this experience with the kids? To be with them. What does that mean or look like? It looks like having fun and flowing with them, letting them lead. Letting them lead. Yeah. How do I let them lead more? Just watch, listen. So I'm let not here to be. let them be yeah. in all their glory. <laughs> yeah. Even the emotional moments. Yeah. How about my emotions in those moments? I heard their mirror. Am I reflecting their emotions or are they think, reflecting mine? I think both. Is it okay that we're reflecting these or should that be changed? Yeah, so okay. Yeah, okay. The, like, yeah, so I think like I, I feel like I should always be like calm and centered, but that's like not life real. Yeah, yeah, and like if I can't experience that up and down with them, then like how will they know that the up and down is normal or like allowed? Yeah. Yeah. How does that feel to the mind to process that? Good. I kind of think I like thought about it before I came here and that's sort of like what I was like leaning towards, but it's just 
hard to navigate like wanting wanting that piece always okay beautiful so we found another piece of resistance right or questioning we are like but i still have this problem the mind perceives this to be a problem so can you say that again i want to use it to launch yeah so i want to i want to have that peace always okay let's do it should i have should i always be peaceful no <laughs> inner voice are you always peaceful oh Yes and no. Okay, beautiful. When you get a yes and a no, that means part of it's right, part of it's wrong. Inquire why. How yes? How are you always peaceful? There's an undercurrent of okay and calm always. How no? Because it comes in rushes and waves. So like, the inner voice has moments of unrest? Good job for breathing out. She's doing a great job. She's showing how this, like she's breathing out, not getting in the head. She doesn't know what the answer is, and that's the beauty. I don't want her mind to have an answer for this. I, I want heard, to ask questions. When I you... heard no, but you do. So like. So it's peaceful, but you are. So let's clarify. Inner voice, is it okay for me as the triad being, I essentially am, to have moments of unpeace, even though you have peace? Yeah. Why is that okay if I'm not lined up with you 24-7? I heard boring. Boring. <laughs> you know, uh, Abraham Hicks, for a lot of people know that I like Abraham Hicks, they say, you know, if you want to be in, some people will get on the stage and they go, I want to always feel aligned. Like, I never want to get out of alignment. Yeah. And they go, well, then you have to join the non-physical, <laughs> which we died. Like, they, you have to got cross over. Like, there you go. That's yeah. the stable state of positive yeah. peace. Yeah. This part of you is in that stable state of positive peace, but we are also the bobblehead, right? We've got the human experience, we've got the awareness, and then we have the, the eternal nature. Mm -hmm. We have all three of them, and we're trying to navigate this like psycho psychopath, basically. Like, oh my God, which <laughs> one am I? That's how it, it does feel like crazy making in those moments, and I like feel like I'm like losing my grip, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, why am I losing my grip? And then law of attraction makes that even worse. And then I say that to myself, I'm like, I created this reality. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get an amen? All right. So, all right. Let's. Beautiful. All right. All of that down. Okay. So, is it okay to create a chaotic reality at times when I have two little kids? Yeah. Yeah. There's beauty in the chaos. How can I find and appreciate that beauty even when I'm feeling bad? You don't have to. Oh. I don't have to sit there and look at the rose-colored glasses while I'm feeling like there's, I'm sitting in the mud? No, it's allowed. Do I have to stay in it as long as I do? No, and you don't need to judge yourself when you do. Yeah, judging just keeps you in the mud. It's just a different flavor of mud. It's your mud, not their mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm allowed to have emotions, even the, the lower end of the scale ones, when it comes to my kids? When it comes to everything. <laughs> Ooh, good. So how can I model to them in the best way possible? Because also I want to be a great role model for them. How do I navigate difficult emotions for myself in a way that will support them? Breathe. Let them be. <sighs> Let yourself be be together. Now I now my brain's like that's like a poem. 
<laughs> my inner voice sometimes starts rhyming and like, almost like to a rap. I'm like, how does it keep coming up with these words that keep yeah. into it? All yeah. right. So yeah. how are you feeling now? Where's Good. the resistance in the mind? Where we start? What level did we start at? I'd a level four out of ten? Five, sure, six? Four, four sounds good. Okay, where are you now? Two. Two. Where's the two, where's the resistance there in the mind? Sitting here with you. Like That's just, resistance? <laughs> I don't know, it's just like a lot to like. And all you can do is breathe? Yeah. Here yeah. we are. Yeah. I don't know. So there's no more resistance if you project your thoughts to the children I think children about this, the kids. that, just like the wanting to know what to do and how to be and what to say and to be right for them, that's, yeah. How can I be right for them? I heard you don't, they chose you. So they got into this mess. Yeah. That's kind of nice, right? They picked me. Yeah. I don't know why they're here, but they picked me. <laughs> it's kind of freeing. Right? Yeah. I think about that a lot. Like, whatever kid I get, like, they picked me. So, yeah. yeah. Is that liberating? I, yes. Yes. And I, I know that, again, when I'm, like, in my coffee shop, like, in Zen mode, I'm like, yeah, we all signed up for this together. And then you get to go, we all signed up for this uh, together. No. <laughs> yeah. And maybe. And I, breathe. Yeah. That mosquitoes that you just, like, that breathing, that. <sighs> yeah. I start like almost whistling sometimes when I'm really kind of out of my mind. It's like this like. So the thing I'm wondering is, do I even need to access that in those moments? You can. It's a choice. Like, I don't feel like it's a choice. (laughs) How is it a choice if I don't feel like there is one? It's there when you need it. You don't always need it. So it's always going to be perfect. No. Well, no. The, well, here's what I've realized. So okay. I had a moment um, meditating, and I had these several deep meditations. And the first one was euphoric, and I was like, oh, my God, this is like set the bar for every meditation that I would do like that ever again. And then like on the fourth one I was doing, I was like, this is not – I was judging the level and experience of my meditation and insights from the first one. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me in that, that that meditation was giving me exactly what I needed at that point in time. There was nothing wrong with this fourth one because it didn't look like the first one. Mm-hmm. So some days you're going to get that Zen place and you're going to laugh and watch them have their antics. And other days you're yeah. going to be just as upset as with they are. Them. And that doesn't mean there's anything less wrong or more wrong or different. It's just the right. perfect moment for that moment. Mm-hmm. Allowing that will cut the tension of the judgment because that other internal pressure, because you have the external pressure of the kid, that's stress on the external, but the internal judgment after is what holds it on and keeps that aftertaste in your mouth. Mm -hmm. It's like sitting with, I was little, I'll give one last before we wrap up, one last one, this is the metaphor that's coming to mind. I didn't like Brussels sprouts when I was little. My mom made me eat a Brussels sprout, at least one on my plate when she'd have them. And they were gross. They were stewed in butter. Sorry, mom, they were gross. And they were stewed in butter, and I just hated them. But I was a little kid and didn't know how to get through that as easily as possible. Mm -hmm. So my little kid logic was, I'm going to put the Brussels sprout in the back. I thought that your stomach tasted things. I didn't know it was on your tongue. So I thought, I'm going to take the smallest one. That was good. That's the only logical thing I got right. The rest, I put it on my back of my mouth, and I let it sit there until it disintegrated. Mm -hmm. Because I thought I I would taste it when it was in my stomach. (laughs) 
<laughs> Obviously, that's like the worst thing. If I just gulped it down without even, like just swallowed it like a pill, that would have been better, but I didn't mm -hmm. know that. Mm -hmm. So when you judge yourself, it's like literally letting that negative experience, yeah. instead of just getting through it and going, yeah, that was crappy, but it's gone now. Yeah. It's sitting with it, disintegrating on your tongue, on the taste buds. Like it's the worst way. It's just going to continue it longer. Mm -hmm. So logically, that you think that by judging yourself, you're going to get somewhere. But ironically and conversely, it's actually the opposite. So that's interesting because there's like being present and then there's also like letting things flow through you. Which is real presence. Like right. it's gone now. When yeah. I was sitting on the tongue, the metaphor would be like sitting there stewing going, why was I such a great, like bad parent like ruminating two hours and, ago? And yeah. it's like, why are you still sitting with that? There's a, yeah. there's many other Buddhist analogies, but I like the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> like, just think about that. Are you just stewing on your yeah. gross disintegrating Brussels sprouts? <laughs> yeah. We have time for two quick realizations or questions you can ask Kayleen or Jess in regard to what we just had. So I don't have kids, but when you said they chose you, it's it's the same thing with our parents. We, you know, seeing that conversely that we chose the experience we had. That was very deep and, and really resonated. So thank you for sharing that. So I have a young daughter and I feel a lot of anxiousness in the mornings, like getting ready and getting out the door. And what I found interesting, um, this is like happens to many women, I recently went through a miscarriage. And through that, I actually just fully felt every emotion along that journey. And it really flowed through me and I relied on that. And what's interesting is that I'm having that resistance in the mornings and so, this has helped me realize like how can I, what was different in that experience and maybe because it was a defined and I prepared myself to go through that. Um, but what I'm taking back is how to just be and not um, rely on what it should be, but just what's happening at that moment. So. All right guys, now we have an advanced inner voice person. So some people are starting just from scratch and other people have been doing this for a while. So we want to show a range of people and their abilities. So now we have Alexis, come on down. Hi Jess, how are you? Good, it's such a pleasure to be here. I love your pink. Thank you, I wanted to add a little sparkle. Yes, okay, so how? tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, let's see, I discovered your show way back when with Caitlin Wilson, so I've been following along for a while, and just everything that you talk about really helped to increase my awareness about my own awareness about myself, and I'm really looking forward to being here. All right, so tell us about how we can help you today. I realized that I, I ruminate on things, so I didn't realize that... Um, you I have a my, mind, just like everyone else. And it's yeah. not actually you. So what, here's a th let's start mm -hmm. doing this. One of the most peaceful, non-Brussels sprouty things you can do to not stew is to not identify with patterns that are just habits of a mind. Mm -hmm. So we all have organs. We have uh, fingernails that grow. We have uh, a heart that pumps blood. Your mind thinks. We think that's a problem, but it's really just a function that we're calling a problem. Does that make sense? What we, we, but here's the thing that makes it worse. Here's the Brussels sprouty moment, is the minute we put I on a function. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. We say I pump blood all the time, 
I can't stop pumping blood. I can't, that, what we're saying is that I am the, the heart that I have, I have a heart, and it's pumping blood. But we don't put that as a problem or an assigned identity. It's the heart that's an aspect of us, but is not the totality of us, right? So when you said, I ruminate on things, mm-hmm. you just Brussels sprouted yourself. Mm. <laughs> you just said, I'm the mind that's thinking and ruminating. No, you have a mind that thinks, and therefore we're assigning an like, extra Brussels sprouty label of ruminating, but it's really not you. So you just have an active mind. The mind in me is very active. How does that feel in terms of Brussels sprout levels? That feels so much better. Yeah. So right? much just better. Doing, right from the start, we didn't even do an inner voice mm-hmm. question, but just shifting mm-hmm. to bring out oh, that's what it does. Mm-hmm. It's like saying to a panda, don't be a panda. It's going to do. It's, that's what it is. So should I give it something positive to chew on? Because well, I let's feel find like, that out. That's okay. where we're going to find the answers. Okay. But continue going on. I just wanted to kind of point mm-hmm. that out because even just that cuts the level of intensity by half. Right. It does. And I was so focused on, okay, my mind is thinking about negative things. How can I now give it positive things to think about? You just so did. That- you just did. Good job. You mm-hmm. just did. My mind thinks about negative mm-hmm. things. What you didn't do, and I would have caught if you mm-hmm. did, is that I think about negative things. Did you guys see this? Mm-hmm. She's tapping. She, what she's doing is she's pulling her bobblehead-ness into the forefront of her awareness. Mm-hmm. She's detaching from the bobblehead being identified with here. This is the pre-enlightened state. The bobblehead is just living life from up here. And it's exhausting. That's mm-hmm. why eventually the suffering, Eckhart is really big on suffering, not that we need to, like, the conflict that comes from positively constantly being up here and the ups and the downs and the emotional of the mind, mm-hmm. eventually the enlightened state is where it flips, where this is just functioning in the background, but our awareness is much more projected down here in a more consistent basis. In the meantime, and I was thinking, trust me guys, I was like, how do I get there? I don't, it's natural. The apple falls from the tree, the poop comes out of your butt. Like, it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, what we can do is bobble down when we remember to. This is the middle ground. This is the transitory phase that we're in, which is we're no longer going to stay stuck up here in the problem all the time. Amen. Mm-hmm. We're now going to know there's an answer to the thing that's still taking most of our awareness most of the time, and we know how to switch between. Mm-hmm. This is the transitory phase we're now in in our level of consciousness. The other phase, when it flips down, like is is a natural process that will happen at some point. You can't meditate your way there. Trust me, I've stared at my eyes long enough, eyelids to try. It's it's going to happen. Eckhart didn't choose that moment. That moment of his own awareness chose that moment to be for him. Okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So knowing that it's not in your mind's control to not be the mind. Because hmm. if your mind's choosing this and saying, okay, it can choose. I like, want that experience of not being so attached, but it can't in terms of a permanent state of like secondary nature, choose it. Because that's like a dog chasing its own tail. It's always going to be a dog. It can't think mm-hmm. its way out of thinking. Mm-hmm. So how do I give it a positive bone to chew on okay, instead so of a negative one? All right, so the negative stuff, right? Let's go in. So what you're finding is the mind tends to ruminate negatively? Mm-hmm. Okay, negatively. All right, heart or gut? Uh, gut. Okay, so she's just projecting it a little lower than Kayleen did. All right. Is it okay that I think negative things, that the mind thinks negative things? It is. Why does the mind have such a hard time with its own tendencies? Because it's constantly looking for something to look for, to look at. It's just trying to do its job. 
What's does what does the mind think think its job is? To solve everything. Yeah, so it needs more problems to solve to do its job. That's what it thinks. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you know to be true? Inner voice. Good job with the breath. That I'm light and love at its simplest form. And it's okay for the light and love to experience the thoughts the mind has. My gut knows that, my mind doesn't. Okay, now what's the mind say? Now tell me, okay, come up for air. So, okay, bobble up, what's the mind's resistance? Because then we'll use that as the fodder to go back down and resolve. <sighs> the mind is thinking, but there's so many things that need to be solved. You can't just be love and light. There's bills that need to be paid and dinner needs to be cooked. And how are you gonna solve this and do this? Okay, beautiful. How do we deal with the regular day-to-day -day life that needs to be solved? Does life need to be solved? No, it doesn't. It's just a continual pattern and a journey, and it's just a walk, and it's just a walk, and you're looking at scenery. So the bills are just scenery. Mm -hmm. Dinner's just scenery. Driving is just scenery. Absolutely. It's not a problem? No, it isn't. It's not. Where's the mind at? Thank you. You're doing great. Where's the mind at on this now as it's coming to this realization? I see someone running around with their hands. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> Just going crazy That's right now. <laughs> you know what I had to do for my mind? I had to, one day I had this realization, the mind wants, I know my mind really, I'm very aware of my mind, and it wants to do the best job. It's like a little kid that, like, my parents tried to potty train me to, they're like, a lot of poop references already, but I, I got trained too young, and so I, I developed a tick, and I think that mind is still playing that, like, I need to like, please my parents sooner mm -hmm. than I'm ready. So I have this mind that wants to do such a good job, but it's getting a tick trying to do such a good job. Can mm -hmm. you? I can relate. Right? So I had to tell it one day, I had to go, oh my God, it thinks it wants to do a good job, so it needs to always have a problem to solve so it can do a good job. I had to tell it, I literally had to tell my mind, you can do a good job without having to think. Like, mm. not thinking is also doing a good job. Mm. It didn't make me light, it just did give me a bit of awareness and peace to that aspect of me that's trying to do good, mm -hmm. But all it's doing is actually creating problems to solve because that's what it does. Mm -hmm. Scissors and staplers are very different tools, mm. okay? This, think of it like the stapler. It staples things. It's a tool. It thinks. This is the scissors. It cuts, all right? So we have the inner voice, the peaceful wisdom of knowing. Knowing is down here. Thinking is up here, all right? When we say the word no, we often in our language say it as if, I don't know, and we're reflecting on the mind, and then we make a pro and con list. I know which school to go to for college because I did a pro and con list. BS, the knowing comes down here. That's not, that's the wrong tool. That's like a stapler trying to cut paper. They're two mm -hmm. different things. So once we start thinking about that, okay, you've got a thing up here running around. It's a stapler, it staples the bills, it, it staples your dinner, it staples all these things. Mm -hmm. It's trying, to be scissors, and it's not. Your knowing is down here, your thinking is up here. And when you can really pull that apart, it's magic. Because you get to start watching all of the billions of times your mind's trying to know things that it can't know because it's not the scissors, it's the stapler. Okay, so once we know, okay, the stapler is just stapling all the time, mm -hmm. and it's assigning that stapling, is, it needs to staple problems rather than just experiences it's walking through. 
the, the whole time you're walking through whatever the crazy mind's doing, it's calm. How would you like me to approach the crazy waving mind inner voice? I would like to look at it with just curiosity and just say, oh. So here, okay, that's beautiful. Now tell me exactly the words you heard, because I want the people that are just starting this out, aren't I didn't hear all that. What did you exactly hear? I heard that's curious, that's interesting. I'm just yeah. looking at it. Yeah, so that's it. She added a few more words to translate it for us, but usually the inner voice is very, usually, not always, very succinct. It's like Yoda. Do or do not, there is no try. It's not very long and wordy. And one word can often give you the entire wisdom. Wisdom does not need language. Language is the mind. But we're translating for us, but it's not wordy usually. Unless you're channeling some entity that's very wordy, it's not going to be. It's going to be wise and succinct. So you heard curiosity and interesting. Mm -hmm. So you're not judging it when it has the whole temper tantrum or the, the fears. The inner voice isn't judging it? No. Nope. So it's the mind judging itself. Mm -hmm. It's the Brussels sprout scenario. Mm -hmm. How can I swallow that Brussels sprout a little faster when it's going crazy? You don't have to try to swallow it. You can let it be. What does trying mean? Trying means disallowing your feelings and thinking you have to be happy all the time. So by doing the trying, I'm actually making it worse. Agreed. What I just asked there was the definition of the inner voice on some of these words. When you get a word, especially if you get it frequently, ask for the definition from the inner voice on what it means. Because did you know, Alexis, that, that that's what trying meant to it? No. No, the mind has a story that thinks this is what the word means. But if you get a word frequently, ask for the meaning. Because I kept getting, you do not need to try. And I kept hearing it so many times, I finally was like, what does trying mean to you? And it said, to me, it told me determining the outcome. I thought as someone, trying means like throwing a dart at the board, stop practicing throwing the dart at the board. Hmm. It said stop thinking about where the dart should even go, which didn't even involve me picking up a dart. Even just thinking about where I thought the dart should go was trying. I was like, whoa, whoa, my mind's definitely doing that. Even if I'm not taking any action, the decision the mind would make about where it should be was actually part of what it was saying that was not useful for me. So just for you guys, to everyone to know, if you get a word like that, start to notice those specific words that kind of your spidey senses perk up and go, I wonder if I really understand in the mind what that means. Because that's very different and very deep. How do you feel right now? I feel, um, I feel relief. It just, okay. It is what it is. It is. So I'm allowed to feel like the crazy, the mind is allowed to feel like the crazy person sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I can walk with that knowing that it's feeling like a crazy person and that's okay. Right. That's, that's like one of the things, right? You go through this unconscious where you're running on like a crazy person, not aware. You're the bobblehead that's completely stuck up in, in the head. And now you're, we're growing into awareness. We're going into the fact that there's another reality. We're having moments of access to peace instead of the tension. Mm -hmm. But then once you start to access those peaceful moments, then you gotta go, oh my God, why can't I stay there all the time, right? And then the tension builds into the duality that we're in, in this transition. We're like in puberty, 
right? So it's in between. We're in between as a species that are, that's attracted to this work. We've got like the ch childhood, and there's maturity, and there's puberty in between. And it's a natural process that's going to unfold, and it's a little uncomfortable at times because there is the dissonance, there is the progression, there is the evolution. And it doesn't mean that just getting to this state is where it all ends either. I, if you ask any inner voice, I'll ask this, do I ever not exist? You're always here. Yeah. Does the mind always stay? Or is this other part of me what always exists? Mind is short, you are long. Yeah. So what it's saying is the you that you are down here always exists. This thing got 60 to 120 year lifespan. And that's why it's afraid. That's why it has fear. That's why it's afraid of usually death. Because it will die. And the persona that we're playing, the character we're playing right now, has a, life, has a like shelf life. This doesn't. But we don't even realize that. When we're stuck up in here in the child part of the, the, the consciousness, where we're like just living up here, we're afraid of death, this is all we are, and then we're trying to do everything that we can for this mm. to get some maybe afterlife, or there's no afterlife, or whatever. This is a very scary place to live. This is very peaceful because it's like, you ain't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else we can do to help ratchet any other resistances down? No, that was very freeing. That was. Unnice. You're allowed to feel this. This is mm -hmm. puberty. You're allowed, to, like the kid that's a teenager that's going through hormones, and mm -hmm. you're allowed to have a breakout. Mm -hmm. And I haven't been letting myself. I've been trying to just hold everything in and just. Keep my mind composed, basically. Well, it's the mind doing, it's Brussels sprouting itself. Mm -hmm. It's not just letting it pass through. Okay, I had this moment of freak out and then I let it go and now I'm in peace in this next moment. It's holding on to what it should have done differently, mm -hmm. right? That's the really prolonged piece. We're spending more time stewing on the Brussels sprout in the back of the mouth and just swallowing the experience that got us riled up in the first place. Right, and I've been thinking of myself as the Brussels sprout, not, yeah. not realizing. <laughs> Not realizing that it's just something that's fleeting. It's just a thing. Mm -hmm. uh, even the Dalai Lama, they ask, do you ever get angry? He goes, sure I do. It just doesn't last very long. He's just swallowing the Brussels sprouts. He's gulping them down. He's like letting it come up and then pass. Hmm. So it's just swallowing the experience whole, allowing it, and not like rejecting it or avoiding it, because mm -hmm. then it's kind of like somehow still in the back of your mouth in that case. Mm -hmm. So you're allowed. You're, you're an evolving being that's never going to not exist that is going through a transitory awareness growth process that most kindly needs passion right now. Mm -hmm. Compassion. Compassion will always exist here, but trying to, and I don't even fully personally know, honestly guys, if, we, if the mind can have compassion. It's scissors mm -hmm. and staplers. I'm not even 100% sure. It can mimic or idealize or desire, but even with love, this is an attachment mechanism. This is a loving mechanism. So when we are loving with our minds and the idea of something, we're attached to it. We have desire and we have this like craving mentality. That's the mind trying to love something. That's stapling paper together. It's not cutting the paper. This is where love lives. And it doesn't have conditioning. It doesn't have the temperament and the attachments that this has. This is the unconditional. So it's so interesting as we start to pull apart these two perceptions of our lives, it's a little messy, and it's allowed to be down here, mm -hmm. not allowed up here. It's like, how do I be this? Right. How does the fingernail become the heart? It's a different organ. Mm -hmm. 
But you can always now, this is what you can do, you have the awareness that it's okay that this messes up and you have the awareness that this has compassion and love. Mm -hmm. So at least you can bobble head down and not expect this to feel the compassion or the love in the same way that this will. Right. I like that. Because you ever feel like your mind, it's like, okay, I'm aware of this, and how can I be this? That's what I've been That's kind to of do. what, does anyone relate to that? Mm-hmm. How can this, the I, the attached to the mind, how can the mind be the heart, or the gut, or the instinct, or whatever we're calling this inner voice down here? How can I be this? Like, it's not. Mm-hmm. You have both, and you're really the awareness of both. Mm. And as you become more... I, identified to this as the observer of both. That's why a lot of meditations talk about the observer and that quality, because then you have the autonomy to not be driven by this and to tune into this. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? Great. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really love your distinction between thinking and knowing, and for some reason this just memory came up of when I was trying to decide where to go to college, and I had done pros and cons out the wazoo. I'd overthought it so much, and something told me just to flip a coin. And I was going to have, you know, I, college A was this, college B was this, and I flipped the coin, but I was, I don't know, I thought I was going to let the coin decide, but I knew. Like, the reaction I had was actual disappointment when the coin flipped, and it helped me access the knowing part of myself. So, like, the coin didn't decide. I was able to decide. And I just felt compelled to share <laughs> What you notice, I want to point out what you did. I love it. First of all, something told me, in her voice, and uh, the fact that you felt it. Yes. Two things to point out, right? So this is thinking, and it can create a lot of emotions, but also you can tap into those emotions as guidance at times depending on when it's coming from a fearful place or not, but it was, in this case, useful to guide you towards what your heart really wanted. Thank you. <laughs> it caused me to remember a time that I was on my way to work, and um, I feel like I'm in a time of transition, and I'm going to be changing you know, whatever I'm doing, but so this feeling of dread comes over me <laughs> when I'm going to work, and I've really been battling with that, and my, mind's, my mind has been battling with that. And um, I can remember... Um, on my way to work, and just all these things, trying to figure everything out, trying to figure out, okay, what would I, what am I going to be doing? What? Are, and it was just clamor, just a bunch of clamor. And I just, I just stopped, and I, I just started talking to my brain. I just said, you know, you don't have to solve this problem. It's okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be shown. You don't have to solve this problem. And it just brought peace. It really brought peace. Beautiful. All right, now we have our last and final guest for today's show, Shayna. Come on down. Welcome. You match our set beautifully. Oh, yay. You must have got the memo. Um, I don't have a lot of bright colors, so this was kind of the best I could do. <laughs> Love it. Well, how can we help you today? And tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a wedding photographer in Boston, and I felt for a couple years that there's something... It feels almost like a calling to me. Um, there have been like people that have come in my path and things that have happened that feel like they're reinforcing. This is like a gift to you and a gift to other people. Um, but I just feel like very stalled on it. Like I thought it was going to happen this way or that way and everything kind of, nothing has really happened. <laughs> um, so yeah. 
So what would the ideal outcome for the mind be today? In the next 15 minutes. <laughs> well, I mean, for the mind yeah. to know what action to take. Okay, yeah. done. All right, gutter heart feeler. Oh, I'm good. All right, so what I'm going to do is just start asking. First, I'm going to make sure we get a good feel for it. How familiar are you with your inner voice and doing it? Sometimes okay. I think there's some beautiful wisdom coming from me, and sometimes I'm like, I don't know, is that okay. my inner voice? <laughs> we're, a little, we're a little hot and cold, a little spotty weather. Mm -hmm. All right, so. We're going to say, am I safe? Yes. Am I OK? <laughs> yes and no. OK, how am, I, how am I OK? Yes, how yes? You're safe. How not? <laughs> Deep breath out. OK, you're OK. You're OK. Do you want me to take action on this idea I have for my career? If it's fun. If it's fun action or if the path is fun? Fun action. Fun action. Is this a path I should continue going down? Like a yes, but... There's hesitation. Why is the mind getting interference on this question? Good job with the breathing. I'm not sure. What's the mind? So, right, this is great, right? This is like you got a hot topic. You're trying to get in there. And the mind is also blocking because it's terrified of the answers. Is that how you're feeling? The answers and the audience. Yeah, OK. <laughs> <laughs> We're all here for you, right? OK. It's so true, right? So let's just go right now, instead of going for the jugular on the question that is like the deepest one, right? Like, should I marry him or not, or whatever. Let's go with, it's like, should I marry this career? All right, why is the mind so dialed up about this topic? Before you even asked the question, you said, why is the mind? I just heard giving. Giving, okay, what is the mind giving? Or what does giving mean? Just here, you want to give this? Give the project, or to do the, the thing you want to do? Mm -hmm. Does that come from the deeper part of me, that desire to give? Yes. OK. So that sounds like a good thing to do? Yes. Why is there resistance in the mind on the subject? How? Does, do you know how it should unfold? The inner, inner voice. voice. I hear yes. Okay. What should I do? Next. Allow. Allow? Okay. Well, that's like the first thing, right? It's like it's bottled up. So the first thing you can do is like release the resistance. What should I allow? Allow yourself to give play joy. This is not a 10-point plan on how to start an Instagram following. <laughs> right? That's what the mind's saying. Why is that the most useful thing for me to do next? Unfold. Unfold. What does unfold mean? So I see a picture 
it's like a path and I'm just like looking at a flower or like I'm not actually walking, I'm just sort of like <laughs> admiring it. Just admiring your life. This is never going anywhere. This has got 80 years to 100 years and it's like, I gotta, it's like, what is it? It's like segments and then you're just like marathoning your way to death. Like that's what the My mind does. Like, run, run. It's like point A to point B, B to C, C to D. You make the goals, you make your list, you make your things. All you're doing is A to B, B to C, C to D until you die. That's the mind's way of enjoying that path. But it's like, look at the flower. So the most useful thing for me to do right now around my career is? Um, I just heard take pictures. Take pictures. You mean that's it? I just got to take pictures? I mean, that is what I... After that? <laughs> what does your mind say to that? Um, it's just like, well, how are these pictures going to lead to like what you want to do? Okay, down. Ask that question. Say it out loud so everyone knows what question you're asking and bobble it down. So how will taking pictures lead me to taking the kind of pictures that I want to be taking? I heard like open or like maybe the way will open. So it'll show, it'll be shown to me. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yes. Do I need to worry that I will do a bad job? <laughs> My mind is just like, right? you're worried, you're worried. <laughs> yeah, it's worried it's not going to do a good job. And if you're supposed to have a TV show, then, you know, if I don't have a TV show, then I did a bad job. This unfolded. I'm wondering if it's the same for your next project. So this is not my intuition, but there was something you said right lately about there are three kinds of no, yeah. the not now, the Yeah, not you want right, me to share? Yeah. If you have an important no, let's say something happens to you and it's really, it like gut wrenches you and you're like, that was really deep as a no. Like you didn't get the job, the partner, whatever it was. There's three reasons I, I don't know why these things came to me a long time ago in my 20s, but I realized intuitively, I guess, that it's either not right now, so the, the project will, or person will show back up later. Not the right one, so it's a different person. Or not what would make you really happy. So consider those three. You can ask your inner voice which one it is as an option, too. Which resonated with you in this moment? I think not right now. Not right now for that project. Yeah. Is it okay that I don't go 100 miles an hour at that project right now? Yes. Why is it okay? I heard time. Time. So what's the time right, what's time right now for? Focus. Focus on what? The first thing that came in was just now. Just focus on the now. Like right now you don't need to take pictures. You're in a TV show. <laughs> I do have my camera, but no. Yeah, it, it, wait, wait, here, should I take pictures right now? No. no. <laughs> So will it become abundantly, obviously clear when the pictures should start happening? I think my mind kind of interfered. There. Okay, where, where's the resistance on, on hearing that answer from um, the mind? Just like not trusting that it will become abundantly obvious. Okay, well, can I trust you to tell me when to take the photos? If you ask. So all I have to do is just keep asking? Yeah, yes, listen. That's it? <laughs> it always tells me to listen. What does listening mean? She just said it always tells me to listen. So that's one of those, like, try. Even though we think breathing is pretty obvious, 
or listening. See, what, what does listening mean? Be here now. That's what listening means? Yes. Interesting. Not exactly what the mind might assume is listening. Can I ever do this wrong? <laughs> I heard a yes, but I think it was from my okay. mind. Okay, did, did I hear the yes from my mind or my inner yes. voice? Okay. <laughs> like... Oh, my mind? I've watched it in a recent subject for months. It's a repetitive reflex for my mind to project down, and it's happened so many times that I'm now like, it's a psychopath. I know the answer to this. It won't stop asking the question, but I know the awareness It's watching this ridiculous question because I've seen it's too many times. Did I do it wrong? No. Did I get that wrong? Did I get that wrong? Did I do it wrong? Did I, I just like constantly ask? And I know I've done it like a thousand times now. I'm like, I know the answer, but I'm watching this neural net still fire, even though I'm not even giving it any conscious energy. I keep hearing trust. Trust. Trust what? Yourself. What is myself? Where, where am in myself? Where in myself do I place my trust? I heard all. All. Do I need to trust the mind? Yes and no. How should I trust the mind? Good breathing. Safety? It's here to keep me safe? Yes. Does my photography next chapter involves safety? Yes and no. How yes. So where's the mind safety in that project needed? Expansion. Expansion. And it's going to keep me safe in that expansion? Yes. How not needed? How is it not needed? Fear. Fear. What is the mind fearing? Listen to the, what is the inner voice's answer for why does the mind fear this next chapter? Enough. That you will be enough if you. I think it was yeah, like that I'm not enough. enough. Yeah. The mind is never enough. If you think about it, like that's not the, to, not to the consciousness, but am I enough? You are enough. Is the mind enough for what it is? Right. It's right. Sort of like. Yeah. <laughs> Why does the, I'm actually, this is a kind of a general question we can all learn from. Why does the mind fear being enough so much? Too big. Too big. What's too big? Um, I saw like, like a trapeze and like a safety net. <laughs> Like, I don't know. <laughs> what does that mean? Beautiful. I love that you shared that you saw it. No just... net. Pardon? No net. <laughs> okay. What are you realizing right now? Actually, I'm, this is not a question. This is actually to the mind now. Oh. Thank you. You're so in it. I love that. Do you see how deep she was in it? She was just receiving and just sharing and just receiving. That's beautiful. You were th that deep that it took me to actually wake you out of it, if you will. That's great. How are you feeling about all this now? Um, it's like up here there's this, and down here there's like peace. This Before is, this did is you the have, audience. This is yeah. my um, feeling about what we're talking the about. The project. So the project's feeling... In my mind. 
Well, I still don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, but do I need to be? know right now? The mind says yes. Unfolds. So the inner being knows in the now. It lives in the now. So we'll give you the information to do it in the now, because that's where it's living. This wants to project into the past and the future. All it's doing is like strobing back and forth between the past and the future, past and the future. It's not living in the now, it's right in the middle. It's looking everywhere but the one thing that right now is. And it's leaning in your situation very heavily in the future. Mm -hmm. Like when, 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 when. Mm -hmm. And it's saying now, 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 just be at the TV show and then go home and then brush your teeth and then go to bed and then, you know? And then one day it's gonna say, take pictures. And it's just to take the picture. It's not to write the five-point marketing plan that day. Yeah, I think it's not the trust in my mind that I can do the thing. It's more about like finding someone who will allow me to do this for them or with them. Okay, because do you want to share exactly just quickly what that is? Yeah, I want to do hospice photography. So for families and people who are dying to kind of be there and document and tell their story. And it's sort of a bigger goal of I want people to feel more comfortable with death as a part of life. Okay, so it was really, I got some, get some, anyone escape goosebumps because what just came through and that was just me saying that, okay, now what was your first thing right before that was, I don't know how I'm gonna find people to shoot? <laughs> okay, so now we've just put it out to this audience and this audience, let's see what happens. <laughs> you might have just solved it in one question. That would be cool. <laughs> and wait, and what did your inner voice say to do? Just be here on the show right now. Where was the answer? Being on the show right now. <laughs> that was not planned, obviously, by anything. And I knew this was your project, but we didn't bring it up because you just kind of kept dancing around it until exactly that moment where it felt relevant to share. But it was the moment after you shared, I don't know how I will find someone. But that wasn't mentally in you or I unfolding. I feel like my whole body is tingling. <laughs> Alignment bones, we've got them. You are being carried to this path for you. The mind wants to run there when you're being carried. It's like you're a little kid with your legs kicking while your parent is carrying you. <laughs> Does that make sense? That the you? mind is like, this little kid is kicking the legs, and the parents are just taking the kid to the bedroom. You're being carried. You're flow. That's literally flow. I flowed into this show 10 years later, and my mind would not have even, I don't know what it would have done if it knew it was going to take 10 years. Thank God I didn't hold on to that one. But it unfolded in the perfect time, and in the perfect time that it could combine with your river for this new aspect. So for those that are interested, whether in the audience or on the show, we'll have your information at the end so that people can find you. Okay. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening and thank you everyone who came to The Lively Show's first taping. It has been a joy to work with you. If you want to find me on Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter, you can find me at Jess C, as in Creativity Lively. And for show notes for this episode, head over to JessLively.com slash Lively Show Premiere. And of course, if you want to see the video version and see it in all of its visual glory, you can go over to YouTube and search The Lively Show.
Now for where I'm headed to next, I am on my way out the door later this weekend to Hawaii. I have a conference I'm excited to attend there and I'm very excited to be enjoying a little bit more warm weather. Until next week, may something wonderful happen to you today. <laughs>